Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I'm the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. Show's namesake, BJ Shea, is on assignment, but running the boards is Joey D's. Wednesday. It's comic book day, so we're going to get into it talking about comic book movies and whether or not it's better to watch the MCU movies in chronological order or release order. So we'll have a discussion about that. We might get to the more, but also we will definitely get to the geek sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. More. Or just search BJ Shays Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you don't know. Uh, it is Wednesday, and like I said, it is comic book day. And let's get right into this one, because this was a really interesting question posed. Now, this came from Ryan, and you can email us at bjgeeknation at gmail.com. Uh, and he said, uh, great to be writing to you, uh, to y'all again. I have a question, and if it's appropriate, I'd like to share a little story. Absolutely appropriate. And he says, recently I began chatting with a lady friend and during the casual dating thing. Well, one of the coolest things that we are bonding over is the Marvel comics and Marvel movies. However, as I have kept up with the MCU, she's only seen a handful of them and way out of order. We plan to go through the MCU together, but we're having a debate on which way is the best to take in the full MCU experience. Mm. For the first time through, do you think it's better to watch it in the chronological release order, or would it better be better to watch them in the chronological MCU timeline order? Mm. I say release order for the first time through, and her friends are saying timeline order. I don't invalidate the timeline order. However, I feel like you lose some of the initial shock and awe if you don't watch them in the release order first. Thanks so much, and stay nerdy, Ryan. Now, this is... This first of all, this is a good question too because it has come up in the Star Wars universe as mm-hmm. well. And for the longest time, it was the the Machete Order was the one that I really kind of stuck behind. And if you want to look that up, it's pretty complicated. Um, but it's interesting to see that this is going on with the MCU order as well. I'm just curious if you're going to include some of the TV shows. Well, I and that is mm. I, I was kind of thinking let's just look at movies at this point in time. And so I pulled up a list and I found a list of the Marvel movies in chronological order. So it starts with Captain America, the first Avenger, Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. Iron Man 1 and 2, The Incredible Hulk, Meh. Thor, The Avengers. Well, you still have to watch them all, Vicky. I know, but I'm like, I'm not excited about that one. <laughs> uh, after The Avengers, Thor, The Dark World, Iron Man 3, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1 and 2. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Captain America Civil War, Black Widow, Spider-Man Homecoming, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Thor Ragnarok, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Infinity War, and then Endgame, and then finally into the Phase 4 sort of stuff starting there, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Eternals, Spider-Man No Way Home, and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I think I missed Spider-Man Homecoming in there. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Well, between Black Widow and Black Panther is Spider-Man Homecoming. Here's the thing. I feel like with, like, Agent Carter, like the TV show, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they basically said that it wasn't canon. 
Yeah, technically. I, yeah, I don't know what. The, like, yeah, it's kind of a weird sort of thing because in Agents of Shield they had a dark hold, mm-hmm. um, but then it was kind of like not the dark hold that we see in Doctor Strange. This is just probably a different multiverse version. Maybe at yeah, this point, and that's kind of how they can write it off as. And, yeah, and same with the Netflix shows. Um, they're technically not canon, and the way this seems like what, when we did see him and uh, see a certain character in Hawkeye. Yep. Uh, it seems like this is not going to be the same uh, universe as the ones we saw on Netflix. That being said, you don't need to watch those shows. But if you're going to be doing this, I feel like you need to watch the new shows. Yeah. You do have to. I feel especially once you hit uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. And I mean, even when I was talking about the Star Wars things, that's something I did as well. And the wife and I, because we're going through it chronological order, which means we watched uh, The Phantom Menace. Uh, mm-hmm. the, cl- uh, the Clone Wars movie. Okay. Now we're watching the Clone Wars series. Okay. And unfortunately, that's like seven seasons, so we're still yeah. stuck in the middle of that. Okay. Um, but then we're going to watch episode three, uh, and then the uh, uh, Rebels. It, it was oh, no, Rebels. Rebels. And then now it's now it's starting to get all crazy because we're getting like Obi-Wan and all these other yeah. things is going. But we're going, we're looking at it through the television and the movie series, which I feel you're kind of on point if you're going to be doing it that way. Yeah, I kind of feel like looking at how, or all the movies, to be quite honest with you, in the shows, you kind of want to do it, I think, in the way they release them, because it kind of creates a, a break in the lull, I almost want to say, because they build up to the Avengers movie. Yeah. And if you watch them in order, I think you might end up getting a little, like, woof, another origin story, or right. oof, another background yeah. story. Well, and yeah, so, I mean, even looking at that, like, for the MCU movie release order, it starts off with Iron Man, okay, then the Incredible Hulk, and then Iron Man 2. Then we get Thor, Captain America, the first Avenger, then the Avengers, because now at that point we've gotten all the Avengers. Was Captain America before Thor? Yes. You uh, said no. Thor? No, was it? Oh, okay. No, they were both in 2011. Ah, uh, okay. You know what it was? So it was I, just super close. Sorry, I, just yeah. did, I didn't see Thor until literally the day before we went to go see Avengers. That's yeah, why I got yeah, confused. Yeah, yeah, and, and I really had very little interest in Thor as well. Like, but... I mean, he looked pretty, and it was like my, my genre of like, what I like visually, yeah. but uh, what, it's not the strongest movie. Before yeah. you finish, you know what I'm realizing? You mm-hmm. can pretty much do any of the like origin movies in any order you want because they don't include any of the other characters until you get to the Avengers, right? Uh, other than like the bonus scenes and stuff like yeah. that, I kind of think because what one of them was like, uh, one of them did have the lead in with was it? I don't think it was Iron Man that had the lead in for uh, uh, Thor. Thor. Yep, because it had Coulson, right? Yeah, it, yeah, because he was talking about they found something that's right so yeah so, so i mean it, kind of at that aspect and same so. with like at the end of uh avengers uh infinity war you get i don't remember if it was like an end credit or if it was literally like the end of the movie i think it was an end credit where fury goes and gets a pager and he yeah. calls for captain marvel yeah 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 because yeah he's just like you see it and you get because yeah it is a bonus scene because he gets dusted so not bonus scenes yeah okay so, so yeah that might be kind of i think you need to watch right i think there. you just need to watch Mar- uh, the Marvel movies as they came out and then once you're done with Endgame you gotta go WandaVision Shang-Chi mm-hmm. Spider-Man Far From Home mm-hmm. then The Falcon and the Winter Soldier Eternals Loki the, C- the series uh, Spider-Man No Way Home Hawkeye Moon Knight What If and then Doctor Strange <laughs> Man, it's just adding so much more to it. But the series, I mean, the TV series are really good, though, well, too. They're, and they're integral. I mean, most of them, not oh, all yeah, of them, are yeah. integral to what's happening with Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. 
So do you think you can skip movies? What movies can you skip? Hulk. You can, <laughs> in terms of like not getting background. You don't need the Incredible Hulk because that's not Buffalo, right? I mean, yeah. No, I mean, it's they, not, but it's still, it leads into what's happening now as well because we're getting some characters from that. Abomination. Yeah. And uh, 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 Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. At, like, I mean, these are characters that are there. But I mean, they're still kind of brought up in future ones as well. So you'll see them around. So I don't think it's that bad of a thing. But like, if you want to be the completionist, which it sounds like Ryan is trying to be yeah, with yeah. him and his lady friend, it just makes sense to be watching all of them. And that's like what we were doing with like the prequels for Star Wars. Like Clone Wars is a long, boring movie. <laughs> it's got a couple of cool parts into it, but it's so long. There's a point where I'm like, are we watching the same movie or did it skip into the next one? Rev, you don't like watching the buffaloes and the hills Dude, and the rollings oh and all god. the funs? No. <laughs> oh and it was one of those where I'm like, oh god, I love the Clone Wars series so much more because you get so much more character development in it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's tragic. I mean, again, can't write your way out of a paper ba- uh, bag or whatever it was for yeah, those poor yeah. movies. <laughs> so, I mean, at this point in time, I would say man, gosh, because it's okay, for my official vote on this, I would say chronological by release date. So you get those origin stories and then you lead up to it just because of what you were saying, Joe, about the fact that you're getting a lot of the surprise factor. You're getting a lot of those bonus scenes, which don't make sense if you've already seen these characters in the past for what they've been doing. Um, but then also you get to see a lot of better a lot better movies beforehand, too. And if you need to skip time to go see other stuff uh, when it comes to the shows, if you want to do it my way where you do it by release and then watch the shows, the shows that you could skip in movies, you could skip at the moment. You could probably, like if you want to just quickly get through all the other shows, you can skip Eternals for now because it's not really uh, important at the moment. We're not getting any more after that. Yeah. Uh, same with... Um, uh, Cap, uh, Cap the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, you can you can wait to watch that if you needed to like scrim for time. And same with M- Moon Knight, just because he's not going into the like timeline what we got going on yet. Yeah, but like what if is very important to Doctor Strange, so I think you definitely need to watch that and WandaVision. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with both of those. That's kind of really important when it gets down to those. And a Hawkeye was fun to watch because you do get glimpses of like yeah. it's fun. It, There's yeah. a lot of Easter eggy thingies, things popping up, and it's like stuff that we've already seen before continuing. And that show and Falcon and Moon Knight will be definitely more um, apparent when we get uh, a little Later bit on. yeah, more past phase four and into phase five and you know eventually phase six, whatever the hell that'll uh, end up Blade. being. Yeah. I don't know if he's five or six. I don't know. Yeah, he's I have coming. No at this point in time. But yeah, we're going to have Blade. I hope they're going to bring back Ghost Rider, who was in the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They probably just, I think they're going to recast him and do a different version ah, at this point. I was looking at some of the graphics because people are like, you know, sometimes this show had kind of goofy graphics. But then I saw the graphics for the Ghost Rider. <laughs> Dude, it looks so freaking cool. It was like one of those, like, man, when they wanted to put their money into that show, it was really amazing. <laughs> I miss Nicolas Cage. Oh, you shut up. You know what? Up. I think Nicolas Cage just needs to do something else. You know what? I Oh, that's what I we've talked about our movie challenges on a previous podcast. I might make my movie challenge make you go watch uh, Ghost Rider. I did see Ghost Rider. Oh crap, I haven't. I've, I oh, mean, I've, haven't? <laughs> ah, no. I saw the first Ghost Rider and at the time it was fine. Now looking back on it, it was awful and I remember 
uh, this was a while back uh, when I lived in my first apartment on my own. My roommate rented it from Redbox, the second one. Mm-hmm. I literally watched three seconds of it. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> this is so bad. And it was it was literally him riding the motorcycle, changing into Ghost Rider. And I was like, Rah! it looked so bizarre. It looks like the, it was just not good. And I was like, why are you still watching this? He's like, I paid for it. I have to watch it. I'm like, fair enough. That's like when, like, that's like the old school version of going to Blockbuster, getting a movie based <laughs> on the uh, artwork. And you're like, this is not what I wanted, but it's all we got for the weekend. We have <coughs> Blue to watch Velvet. This. Mm. Oh. I made that mistake. Well, I it's mean, it's not a bad movie. It was just not what I was expecting. No, especially, I mean, how old were you at the time? Yeah, I was like, 18? Yeah. I no. mean, even as an 18-year-old, Blue Vela ain't a movie you're supposed to be no. watching. Like Any David Lynch movie, man, you need to be like, I don't know, between 30 and 80. Like, I just feel like on those, man, they're just, they're for some, or at least on some sort of drug. Uh, <laughs> let us know how you feel about that, whether it should be chronological or uh, 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 release date. I'd love to hear your advice for Ryan as well. Give us some uh, maybe counterpoints that we haven't addressed on that. But now it is time to get to the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got for us? Uh, we all love a good villain, for sure. Oh, hell wow. yeah. <laughs> we also love a good actor who plays a good villain. Yeah. We, actually, we actually did recently do like the best MCU villains. Yes. Uh, in a previous episode, so if you haven't heard that, go back. But uh, this one is actually t- 14 times actors became a real deal after playing an iconic villain. So like, they actually blew up afterwards, and it's one of those like, how did we not have you before this? Like, you are that fantastic. Uh, I I just I didn't read this article, mm-hmm. but I did read about one of the people. So I want to throw out there Tom Hiddleston. He is definitely on this list. Because uh, they had just, I read some sort of, maybe it was like a meme or something, that he was just doing small time, um, like small time British theater. And TV series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, up until somebody said, hey, you should do this role Mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, try out for this role. Yeah, and he was actually trying out to play Thor. I see you and I can I don't never see, see him as no. Thor, there, but if you go on the you can find video of his audition where he has like a blonde like blonde hair. No way. And like and he's actually doing the Thor audition. He doesn't look bad, but we're just so used to seeing him as Loki that it doesn't fit. And plus Chris Hemsworth is like huge. Yeah. <laughs> like physically huge. Yeah. So like and I'm not saying he's not in good shape, but he's very slender in comparison. Yeah, and it it, it fits perfectly for the type of character Loki is. Mm-hmm. And I could I cannot see anybody else playing that character. He embodies it. He's such a wonderful actor. And I mean, even though he plays a villain villain slash, you know, I don't know. Not villain. <laughs> it's complicated, but he's he's such a nice guy from everything that I've read and seen. And I like. I mean, he's technically now in the Marvel like hero side of the poster, so I consider him now hero. Yeah. Uh, especially considering like what's going to be happening next in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is weird when you do see him out of Loki garb. He's not. <laughs> I just think he's Loki in disguise. Right. That's all I just think. I'm just like, sorry, bro, you're Loki, man. All right. Uh, do you guys have any other like guesses? Because mm. I think he was number three, two. Was he number three? Uh, Give us a couple of them to uh, number two. Kind okay. of uh, uh, go from the bottom. Yeah. From the bottom. Yeah. Okay. Let me go all the way to the bottom. This one. I mean, I don't know because I was too little for this, but Jeremy Irons a scar. Oh, because. Like Jeremy Irons as did he voice Scar? He voiced Scar. Okay, so he from had, the Lion King. All he right. He got his start in like legitimate theater in Shakespearean plays on Broadway. He won a Tony. Um, then he decided to go for film, and he did a lot of uh, serious pictures. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, he actually uh, was in a Cronenberg movie, Dead <laughs> Ringers. Uh, we did talk about that uh, on Friday. Yep. 
But he did all these like prestigious pictures and everything. And he actually got on to be Scar from Disney's Lion King. And if he hadn't done that, he wouldn't have really catapulted him into the realm of playing villains in Hollywood blockbusters because he's, he's got that voice. He's got that super gravelly voice. like, And that was just like one of those things. I remember him in an acting role. The first time I kind of realized was the unfortunate D- uh, Dungeons and Dragons mm. movie. And uh, it, the movie was not good. No. Uh, but no. his performance is decent. like, And that's one of those things where you're like, oh, this movie's trash, but you can pick out the people who you really enjoy as actors and like you know maybe I'll go see some of their other stuff I'm like and his voice is fantastic but I feel like when it comes to his acting and roles like his roles in general like he has aged like fine wine like his Mm -hmm. roles that he gets have just been better and better and better because he was in like Aragon which didn't do great Uh, the the time machine which I believe had um, not Guy Pierce. well anyways I saw I like the time machine so I really liked him in it as well I didn't like that one uh, I I was a teenager when I saw it so I thought it was cool uh, but he was Zack Snyder in Zack Snyder's Batman versus Superman Justice League as Alfred. Yeah, mm-hmm. But I think like one of my favorite roles, aside from Scar, is Adrian. Uh, I can never say his last name. Oh, uh, from the Watchmen TV like series. Veet or Veet, Veet? Veet? Yeah. Veet? I don't know. Yeah, but from the Watchmen TV series on HBO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah. how freaking eccentric and weird. Ozymandias, everybody. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, but his voice is just awesome. But a fun fact I recently learned. Do you guys know Jim Cummins or Cummings or heard of the name? Yes. So he is that voice that's in everything animated. Like you have heard his voice a million times. He actually does the voice of Winnie the Pooh and I believe he does Tigger as well. Uh, But he actually was uh, one of the hyenas in in, um, The Lion King. And at one point during the the song musical that uh, Scar does in the the movie, uh, Jeremy Irons had some problems with his voice and he couldn't finish it. And so Jim Cummings did the rest of the song. Ah. So it's both Jeremy Irons and Jim Cummings. That's and funny. Jim Cummings does such a good job. I had never noticed. I never knew. Yeah, I never knew that, that was a thing. Uh, this one, I feel like you have definitely seen it. And I wouldn't know. I, cause I never it was. I, honestly, the first time I ever saw this man was in The Fifth Element, and it was Gary Oldman in Dracula. Oh, yes. Gary Oldman was a really good... This was Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm-hmm. It's the one with Winona Ryder and uh, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves' acting is not... I mean, it's, it's Keanu. It's not his best. It's Keanu, but the it's it's like, seriously, like, between this and Interview with the Vampire, it's, it's that the total goth vibe. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, obviously because it's Dracula, but he is so good in it because he plays the different iterations like Dracula shapeshifts. So you see him as a younger version. You see him as the old crusty version. Mm-hmm. You see him in all these. And I mean, even when it gets down to the super like feral version, like it looks so good. And he literally transforms each role that, yeah, when you see Gary Ullman in a role, it's like, oh yeah, this guy is perfect for what he does. I think the first time that I remember being shocked about a Gary Ullman role was when I found out he was serious black. Yeah. And I was like, oh. oh my God, it's the same person from Fifth Element? Not, yeah, not only that, like, okay, so I'm looking at some of like his stuff that he's done here. So, Leon the Professional, he yes. played Winston Churchill in Darkest Hour. Like, if you've seen him in his makeup, it, phenomenal. Commissioner Gordon in the Batman movies, the Christian, uh, Christopher Nolan. Gordon. <laughs> right? Uh, Sirius Black, like you said. Uh, George Smiley in the most recent version of Tinker Ta- uh, Ta- Taylor Soldier Spy. Uh, Ridley Scott's Hannibal, Ludwig van Beethoven in Immortal Beloved. He played, uh, you know, Zorg in The Fifth Element. Zorg. Like everything he does is just he morphs. It. He was Sid Vicious and Sid and Nancy. Yeah. And there's there's uh, there is a great movie that is essentially a take. I think I think it's uh, 
Macbeth, but it's okay. it's Macbeth from two different perspectives. So it's Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Okay. And it's because there was a line in it that just says Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. So what they did was they made a movie about Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. He plays Rosencrantz. Okay. And it's a comedy, and I didn't know anything about it. My wife showed it to me, and it's hilarious. So he plays all these different roles, but he didn't get that villain vibe mm-hmm. until Dracula. God, he's just... Like, and actually, he's also, a goat. And he also played Lee Harvey Oswald yep. in JFK. Oh, like the Oliver Stone JFK. So, I mean, oh, yeah, and he was nuts in true romance. Uh, it's so good. Like, seriously, like, you, we could just... We could spend, like, years just watching Gary Oldman movies, and I'd be okay with that. <laughs> uh, next one on the list is an actor that I feel like we didn't really know about until the last few years, even, like, with this role that he was in mm-hmm. that made him, like, that put him on this list. But it's Mad Mickelson, and I think they're referring to him in, um, what was it, uh, as his Bond guy, Le Chiffre Sh- in Chief. Casino. Le Chiffre? Le Chiffre? In Casino Royale, which is funny, because that sounds oh. very, like, French, and he's from Denmark. <laughs> And he was he was Hannibal, I believe, yes. in the in the TV series. Yes, and, and that's that's I think after this, I think that's what yeah. put him on Hannibal yeah. mode. Like he wasn't yeah. super well known, but that's kind of what pushed him up. Then let that led him to playing uh, the villain in Doctor Strange, and then also in a short role in Rogue One yep. and on a Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. Like I loved him in that one. Like I love that he can't he he has a face for villainy. Oh yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Just like uh, I believe her name is was it Michelle uh, Gomez. Uh, mm-hmm. From was it Doom Patrol, Doctor Who, yep. Sabrina? Like she is, she said it the best. Like she's like, I got a face. I was blessed with this face, a face to play like witches and bitches. Like <laughs> yes, and that's kind of what he has. He's got a face. There's some people that are really good at that. Yep. Uh, just going down the list, Javier Bonde- uh, Bardem in No Country for Old Men. Yep, yep. He, just, does, he doesn't even look like himself. Like it's He's so creepy in that. Yeah, absolutely creepy. I can't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lena Headey as Cersei Lannister. Yeah. She was one of those, like she's been around, because I remember the first time I saw her was in uh, Zack Snyder's 300. You're right. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. She was the wife of uh, mm. the Gerard guy. Butler. Yeah, Gerard Butler's character. Yeah. I can't remember the name right now. But oh, yeah, I can't remember either. That was a fun, super stylish Le- movie. I always think of Lioness, but it's, Le- it's Leonidas. 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 Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Lionel. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but I mean, she's been in other stuff. Like she was Sarah Connor in the Terminator TV series. Yeah. Uh, she did play a uh, key role in the Brothers Grimm. Uh, as well as obviously Cersei Lannister, and she's uh, yeah, she's been I feel like in everything. She was in Dread, uh, Guillermo del Toro's Troll Hunters, and Netflix's Dark Crystal. But I think she did voices for those. She was really good in Dread too, as Mama, mm-hmm. the drug supplier sort of person. Like she was a bad guy in that, but it's also like it kind of makes sense of what's going on with it. That's a movie I got to go back and watch because I wish that Carl Urban would make another Dread. Like, I know he wants to. Carl Urban's the best. I Yeah. Like, another actor, like, he can do anything. Yep, yep. Oh, I just love him saying bad words. <laughs> uh, but I believe uh, she was also in the other one with Oh, something gunpowder milkshake. I believe she was also in oh, that. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that one. Though. I do remember on that, On my though. list. Uh Anthony Perkins, who played Norman Bates, the old school movie. Oh, yeah. Psycho. Uh, Christopher Lee's Dracula. It, yeah, and that dude is that, was, like that dude was a verified badass. Like, all the stuff that he's done in. Obviously, oh. a lot of people are going to know him as Soromon yeah, in Bel- the Lord of the Rings. Uh, belated happy 100th birthday if he was still with us. Mm-hmm. Like, he, that was crazy to me. Just 
seeing all yeah. the different things he has been a part of. Yeah, and those are like the Dracula, ha- the Hammer Dracula films. Count which, Dooku as well. Yes, Count Dooku, which was that that poison, that just that threatening energy. And some people are like, oh, Count Dooku, but Count Dooku was badass. The rest of the movies oh, yeah. weren't great, but I love Count Dooku. Uh, also on this list, this is probably one of my new favorite actors that I, I love everything I've seen him in, and I haven't even seen the thing that made him great or like, <laughs> brought him up because I, I, I did look through his uh, IMDb. He's been in a lot of stuff, but as teeny tiny roles, and that's Giancarlo Esposito as Gus in Breaking Bad. Oh, I've never yeah. seen Breaking Bad. Bad. What? Um, I don't think that's a Vicky show. Uh, I mean, I, I, if it's one of those. Like, if I, I guess, had a, yeah. if I had a partner who wanted to watch, I definitely would because it's easily bingeable because it's all out. Yeah. Uh, but he was in stuff like Community, The Get Down, Once Upon a Time, which I kind of remember him in that. Disney's The Mandalorian. He is phenomenal in The Mandalorian. But now it's because of his Gus Fring that he can play a like oh, an yeah. evil guy. And I mean, he's in The Boys. He's in The Mando, like you just said. He's in Harley Quinn. He voices Lex Luthor. <laughs> of course like, he does. He does. Somebody actually posted once, like, I would love to see Giancarlo Esposito. Like, I think it was a random internet post, and I never comment on any of those. Yeah. Because I don't want to get a million notifications. But I was Me like... Too. Hey, he was in the Harley Quinn show, <laughs> uh, and he kills it. But the thing I love about him is he—he's sixty, like sixty-four. He's in his sixties, and he plays like a badass actual villain fighting in the Mandalorian. Yeah, it I'm was like, great. Okay. Uh, but also the Jungle Book, he did the voice for. He was in the Maze Runner franchise, apparently, which I only saw the first one and didn't care. <laughs> uh, another one, James Earl Jones as Darth Vader. Yep. Yep. This is one I didn't know of him until I saw this movie, and this is Christopher Waltz. Christoph Waltz. Christoph, why I always I always do that, and I, I say don't I do know. it, don't do it. Christoph every, Waltz. I know, and everyone, and that's got to be for Inglorious Bastards. Oh yeah, that's yeah. the first time I ever saw him, Same. and he's been in everything. Yeah, and uh, like uh, one of uh, uh, one of Quentin Tarantino's favorite guys now to go to, especially mm-hmm. if you've seen him in Django Unchained. Like, oh yeah, his role in that uh, Wasn't is he a good guy. In that he one? was a good guy in that, which is one. weird. But it was also kind of, I mean, he's a he's like a, a bounty hunter, mm-hmm. so it's a good bad guy. Sort of the, uh, obviously with Tarantino films, everything kind of slides into like that whole gray area but he's so great in that uh he the thing is like sometimes these villains like he does have a villainous face to him but he does a good job playing a good guy too yep because he was i mean it's one of those movies i don't think we're ever going to get the sequel to I, I know people keep talking about it and it was an okay movie uh alita battle angel he played her father they're they're really pushing to try try to make it i mean they really did lead in for a second one and joe's making a weird face like he ate a lemon but i liked it I never saw it, but oh, okay. I just it was something about the CGI that turned me it off little, to it. I don't it was know. A it's cheesy. super anime CGI. Yeah. So it's uh-huh. just like you have to look at it as more of a uh, live action anime than anything else. And then it kind of helps because I mean she had the big eyes. Like it was it was like an like a Roger Rabbit for anime. When uh, it came yeah, down yeah. to a lot of that stuff. He also played uh one of uh, James Bond's nemesis. So I feel like yes. uh, he played like Ernest Stravo Bolfed, which I guess other yeah, actors Blofeld. have played. Yeah, Blofeld, yeah, like yeah. other actors have played him before. So he did it in like Spectre, and then later came back in No Time to Die. Nice. Uh, also on the list, Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Terminator. Yeah, he was technically a villain. I don't mm-hmm. think of him as a villain. Oh, he's absolutely the villain. But because I, like, I think <laughs> of him like now he's like in the the last movie where he's like a wood, a carpet salesman. Oh, the, uh, God, the drapery salesperson. I know. <laughs> You so just pissed Joe off. Welcome to my ranch cabin. Would you like to drink a Corona? <laughs> like, this is the worst. But that's what I mean. Like, it's hard to... I, I know he's a villain, but he's a Loki villain now. Yeah. Like, he's not a villain anymore as that character. I have been reprogrammed to have feelings. <laughs> Would you like a sex 
second Corona. <laughs> uh, another brilliant, brilliant actor that really just hit everyone once he became the villain, Hannibal Lecter, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. That was, I mean, he's done a lot of stuff, especially a lot of theater and uh, mm-hmm. uh, a he, lot of artsy-fartsy stuff, but... If you want to see a really cool video of him, there is, uh, he wrote, like, he composed, like, a not an opera, but a musical piece, and then an, years and years later, because I think he was a teenager when he did this, he got to hear it played by an orchestra. Oh, that's and he was, like, amazing. in the front row, I'm getting chills, in the front <laughs> row, him listening to, like, his musical piece, and I'm like, that is really awesome. He he seems like a really, like, funny, like, fun person to, like, have a beer with and just have him talk. I mean, you you know he's got to be funny because he's played characters like Hannibal Lecter, but he also played Odin. Yep. Like, and Westworld, like, ugh, what yep. has this man done? Exactly. But number two was Loki, and number one... Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. Was it Alan Rickman? I'm Hans Gruber and I'm Gruben. I'm Hans Gruber and I'm Gruben. Bob's Burger reference. And I didn't know anything about Alan Rickman uh, uh, in that until obviously Hans Gruber, Die Hard, just a mainstay when it came to it. And then also, I mean, he did so much stuff in just in like so many different roles. Severus Snape. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played the Sheriff of Nottingham, which is, I think, one of the first roles I got to see him in. Yes. Uh, I'll cut his heart out with a spoon. <laughs> a spoon, sire. Why? Because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. <laughs> Favorite line from that stupid movie. Oh, it was so bad. It was so bad, but uh, it was such a good line. He also played Judge Turpin, which I, I don't remember. Because I probably should not say this, but we're in a state where it's legal. I may or may not have consumed uh, some of the the fine uh, delicacies here in Washington State, and I don't remember Sweeney Todd. Oh, but he was the judge, uh, Judge Turpin oh, and yeah. Sweeney Todd. Well, I don't remember a whole lot about Sweeney Todd, and I remember seeing it in the theaters. <laughs> I just don't remember much about it. But yeah, he's been in everything, and he was very much loved. And it was uh, very fortunate when he did pass. But he's yeah. like going to be remembered forever for he's being got an this amazing, amazing actor. legacy. Yeah. I mean, he was also in Galaxy Quest as yes. the alien dude. Like, he's another one of those guys, like Gary Oldman, where he can just get into a role, and you just believe whatever he is at that point. Right, and he like he was a part of the Shakespeare Company, so he's yeah. a phenomenal actor. Yep. And until next time, guys, stay nerdy. <laughs>